0: Start streaming now a bit.
1: And I think that's probably you, Hobbit.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I haven't actually watched it yet. So you'll find oh, yeah. it's two of us. Oh, there's two yep. people. Um, well, it will be as soon as I clicked on the link. There oh, no, like... now. Now I am watching our show. Oh, ah, yeah. oh, that's right. Then. Yep. I'm oh, so uh, giving it... it a thumbs up to let the algorithm know I like this sort of thing. Yeah,
1: I like this sort of. Down with not down with this sort of thing. You like this sort of thing. Jump with the father, okay. Ted. Down with this sort of Up thing. Up with this sort of
2: thing. Careful
1: now. <laughs> Careful now. Yeah. Still got one. I was, uh, got one concurrent uh, just, year
2: and one like. So. I was just on my previous, um, what's it called? Uh, the uh, Eurotruck simulator thing. I was talking about how boredom is the mother of invention, not necessity. Because. Yeah. When I was doing hymns in uh, in the school, uh, just getting bored of singing the same uh, lyrics over and over again, so uh, just come up with rude lyrics. <laughs>
1: uh, right. So, what do we got here? So, I'm live. Bill's not live any longer. Um, Hello. So just What's that? To... Uh, should we just should we just start doing the, uh, doing, the doing the doing the bit?
2: Well, we want to get straight into it, and what, and then go into uh, Unsolved Mysteries?
1: Uh, No, we'll get straight into the... uh, We'll get dug into the uh, Unexplained Mysteries.
2: Oh, I was thinking we could could go straight into the content, because you told me a bit of information about China's Lunar Lander, which I think would be very interesting to start off with.
1: So you're... uh... I mean, right, so you want to st- so you want to start with NASA. We'll go, we'll go straight into the NASA.
2: Yeah, so I um, I have often maintained that America did go and visit the moon, but they did it with anti gravity technology. They didn't use um, the rockets because I don't think the astronauts would have survived, and photographs were taken on the moon. And I'm like, well, how did? Because if you put like um well you you've got a
1: couple of things, haven't you so the the couple of things for me are either they pretended to go there on 1969 but went later uh your version mm-hmm. of events where they did it with uh, stuff they couldn't do first about. or yeah.
2: the
1: the uh, one, one that kind of rattles around in my head is did they just send the astronauts out there to die on the original mission?
2: I mean, you haven't seen uh, the film Capricorn 1, but that talks about like a, a manned mission to, to Mars, which was just a, a hoax, and the astronauts were kept inside a secure facility whilst they were apparently on their mission, and they decided to, to break out.
1: Yeah, so it could be, it could be, any, it could be any of those things. Um, obviously, something we're going to talk about later is the mysterious deaths around the space programme.
2: It, yeah, but I, I mean, I don't even want to get into it, but I'm thinking, like, surely the deaths would come from, say, uh, cancer or organ failure from radiation poisoning, uh, from the mutagenic but effects me, um, of cosmic rays.
1: Buzz Aldrin lived to a good old age, didn't he? Buzz, Buzz Aldrin. I don't, really don't know anything about it. It's kind of strange that the first man on the moon is such a recluse. I've always found that kind of weird. I mean, if you were the first man on the moon, you'd be touring constantly and talking to people about it, wouldn't you?
2: I mean, rather, rather than Gagarin, being sort of
1: ashamed of it.
2: Yeah, Yuri Gagarin wasn't, uh, you know, one to shirk the limelight. Wasn't one he he was quite
1: coming forward, as I, as, I, as I would say in the old
0: yeah. days. Yeah, that's
2: it. Um, oh, okay. So I, I'm, I'm reading Al Jazeera, as we speak, because I'm trying to find this bit about no evidence of uh, uh, the uh, Apollo landing sites. Yeah. because, But I'm reading about the chang e thing and uh i scrolled down and it says uh president z winnie the pooh plans for China's space dream, as he calls it put into overdrive china hopes to have a crewed space station by 2022 eventually send humans to the moon by the 2030s well, so, china really so wants why is it
1: why is it in this day and age after people have already been the moon it takes another 10 years to get to the moon
0: yeah uh
3: it's, good question that's very the thing good.
1: isn't it it's like it's it's not like i don't think there's any proof that people didn't get to the moon but there's enough circle, circumstantial evidence to make it
2: weird yeah the, the, it's uh, to be what to be honest i'll be very interested to see what china does with regards to the radiation poisoning they will be like yeah, these astronauts have volunteered their lives to, for the glory of China, so they know it's a suicide mission.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think oh, sui- realise. I think, I think it's a suicide mission anyway, and it going into space with something built by China.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Chinese know what their, what their engineering's like, so I think they're, <laughs> they, that, that's acceptable sacrifice.
1: <laughs> they know it's coming, don't they?
2: Oh, I didn't realise uh, the, um, the China first launched its satellite, its first satellite in 1970, um, and the first China man in space was in 2003, and that was Yang Liwei becoming the first taikonaut, as they call it.
1: Taikonauts? A chi- mm. the
2: Chinese lunar astro- rover.
1: What do you reckon, astronaut mm-hmm. or taikonaut? Which
2: one sounds cooler? I like cosmonaut. I think that's 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 the one I like. They lost. The then, like, te- the reg-
1: the, we did the telemetry date last week, didn't we? Uh, Fifth said they. Lost yeah, we did. The- they they invert inverted yeah. chem- camera inverted uh, colors. No the
2: it. They just like, "Hey, this is." Yeah, this this is just like you know data from the moon landing. Ah, it's not important. It's just you it's know. It's not like but, we're going like-
1: there again, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh did i do this 15 I, I, reasons i didn't get all the way through this did i as nasa 15 reasons nasa was is lying to us
2: well your your co-host nordic and hobbit won't let you get a word in edgeways yeah That's i was why.
1: trying weren't i did i get about like five in or something
2: oh come on let's just repeat them for the sake of uh right, so of 15
1: 15 theories th- the moon landing was faked so ever since we were kids have been fascinated <laughs> by the moon uh, so, according to them, NASA faked the moon landing so America could win the space race. Um, the thing, to, the yeah. thing to me is, I find weird is the fact that Russia was kicking the Ameri- were kicking the Americans' ass all the way through the space
2: race, weren't they? Well, you ever saw? Um- and I think this, this truly shows it. The, the Russia and America uh, space race in uh, Ren and Stimpy.
1: Oh, hold on. I've, where... got to, I've got to tell you this thing I've just seen on the side. Colin Farrell's going to be mm. the penguin in the new Batman movie. <laughs>
2: Who's Colin Farrell? I think I've heard of him before. He's the Isn't Irish he fella. In, um... Played
1: played Bullseye in um, the Ben Affleck Daredevil.
2: Was he in Sin
1: City? Well, I think so, but I'll, if he was, I'm not sure what character he was. I think he was the main guy in it. Fame? No, I don't think it was the main guy. Uh, Fame Booth? you seen Fame Booth?
2: No. Oh, um, I know Colin Farrell. Wasn't he in The International? That was a good film. Probably.
1: I haven't seen The International. You're not, you're not getting him mixed up with Clive? Yeah, you're getting him mixed up with Clive. What's his face, haven't you, the one from Coventry? Clive Owen? Clive Owen, yeah, you're getting mixed up with Clive Owen.
2: Oh, there we go. No, I don't think I know this Colin Farrell.
1: Right, uh, you do, you do, it's just you don't know you do.
2: Um uh, to be to be sure you don't know
1: him. To be sure, to be sure. He used to be in Bally Kiss to be Angel sure. If you used to watch that hobbit.
2: Oh fuck Bally Kiss Angel. That's why I can't <laughs> stand the prick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he played a proper dope in it as well. Anyway, anyway, off the hot and heavy Colin Farrell talk. Colin Farrell was never in NASA. Um No, it wasn't. Discovery of new habitable planets. Yeah, right. Uh, Even the most rational science-minded people have a hard time getting behind the idea of NASA discovering all sorts of new and uninhabitable planets. For example, news broke not too long ago a batch of Earth-sized planets, three of which might actually be able to support life. Uh, So they're talking about the Trappist planets there. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: Flat Earthers.
1: Yeah. Are a reason that... Uh, th- well, if flat a...
2: earthers are so flat, why are they so fat? Ah, checkmate flat earthers. Well,
1: what the, what the flat earthers are always saying about NASA, isn't it? That, that, like, there's not a single... They're saying there's not a single genuine image of the Earth that's out there. They're all photoshopped.
2: Well, they, they, they have to be built by collage. Hmm. Uh, the, the only one which I think could be genuine is when they take a photograph of our Earth from the moon... Because it's far enough away that yeah, isn't there a beautiful like... colour
1: one from the moon? Isn't there?
2: Yeah, that's that's the one I'm talking about. It just looks like a little blue dot. Is
1: that from Apollo Eleven or is it from one of the later
2: missions? I don't know which one it's from because the yeah, because it... that would be interesting to see. Like, I don't actually know what all the Apollo missions are about. I know there was Apollo Thirteen never got to the moon. They had a problem, so, with Houston, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Tom Hanks uh, was in that. Yeah.
1: Well that's what happened. We send an act actor into space, isn't
2: it? Ah, but aren't they all actors? I mean, um <laughs> what's what's his name? That Canadian one, he's he's been on a couple of shows talking yeah. about space. Chris Langham, that's no, Chris Langham's the really smart bloke who who fed posts on Twitter.
1: No, Chris Langham is the paedophile that was in... The, the accused paedophile that was in... 90, oh, not why,
2: do we get, who do, why do we always get him mixed up with um, the world's smartest man who's also called Chris?
1: I don't know. You did that literally about a week ago, Hobbit, I corrected you again. I know.
2: Yeah, because I'm also trying to think... Who's the name of that Canadian... 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 Astro... Longest... Oh, Frith, Frith
1: Wolf is saying oh. the Earthrise photo is fake. Oh, is it? So quite, on, possible, mate, that's... quite possible. Oh, there he is. We're, oh. doing, we're doing it the other oh. way around tonight. We're going to do the content first and then the... I oh, right. Is it so
4: we don't get misdirected?
1: Uh, I well, don't know. I've just I just, said, let's then. do the content first. Well, yeah, because yeah, I, this stuff
2: about the the China mission not finding evidence of the Apollo thing—I I w- want—I want to do that, but my internet's just taken a shit, so you can hear me, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to just—I'm going to restart, and I'll be back soon.
1: Okay. So people believe oh. climate change is not a real thing. Uh, yeah, because NASA mm-hmm. are full, behi- full behind the uh, climate bollocks, aren't they? Uh, yeah. How about this one then? The sun is much closer and smaller than NASA says it is. This is uh, be-
4: that's one of the flat earth theories, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to a mate about this the other night, and uh, we were sort of discussing whether, whether the world was actually a firmament like the flat earthers say, yeah. or whether it is spherical like the scientists say. And, you know, I am on the fence about it because the, the flat earthers make some really fucking good arguments. That yeah. It's really hard to argue with some of the stuff
1: they say. Sphere cucks are really, really bad at, at defending it, aren't they?
4: Yeah. Well, you know, it's like they tried to explain the, how everything came to being. They're like, no, 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 it wasn't. it wasn't God that made it all out of his will. I'll tell you what it was. Nothing exploded into everything, and then you like what? You yeah, like Christians' it, it, theory. I, I,
1: find, I find the Big Bang takes as much <laughs> it takes as much faith as um, as creationism, doesn't it? To...
2: Well, you, you're still yeah. asking for a mirror. It yeah. seems that my um, my monitor's just taken a shit now, so <laughs> <laughs> my mouse isn't. Working. You've got you've got the gremlins Mom today, you *Your Hobbit* fuck me have i got the gremlins indeed <laughs> all right i'm uh, gonna turn on and off again sorry yeah.
4: hard reset
1: yeah the old the old uh, the old hard reset anyway what were we say we were saying about uh, yeah. flat earth
4: yeah um and, and oh, there's and a great design. one did you see that one and on modern
1: did... day debate where a sphere cook versus a flat earther I haven't actually. That's worth searching out. It's, it's a couple of months old now. It's on Modern Day Debates channel. I don't know whether you follow them anyway, because uh, Modern think... Day. And this and this fair cook just gets absolutely slaughtered by the
4: father. <laughs> Which one is it?
1: Uh, hold on. You know? Some good co- good content we're, do- we're doing here, isn't it? Uh, modern. Yeah. Day.
4: Well, you know, it's inter- It's interesting to watch. Like, I watched a lot of this flat Earth stuff because I wanted to try and disprove them. I was like, I'm going to watch all this flat Earth stuff, and I'm well, going to that, prove that's how what all the flat Earthers more start, don't they? they yeah, and then it's like, oh, oh, <laughs> they actually make some really good arguments. <laughs> uh. So
1: I think it's one of the older ones.
4: Notice a lot of the um, the quote unquote sphere cucks as well. Um, a lot of them are atheists.
1: Yeah. And uh, a lot
4: of the flat earthers tend to be sort of very, 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 very religious. And
1: the writings of Karl Popper. I can show citations for anything necessary. I'm not sure which one it. Is. I think it's the MC Toon versus Chris versus Chris. And he's just like absolutely ble- this like this guy gets absolutely fucking destroyed. Okay.
4: Yeah, this is it. epic fe debate: flat versus globe. Two hours thirty-one minutes.
1: I think that's the one, and the guy gets saved to watch later. G. It's either that one or there's another one with Nathan. It's two. It's only two guys. So it might be Nathan Thompson versus Jeffrey something. I don't. I'm just... Dedicated to the Pope a hundred years before <laughs> Galileo no, it's not was. No, that one. There's four on that one. This one's only got two guys on it. And it, and to be fair, the, the the flat the flat Earth the flat Earth guy came out came out spitting straight facts.
4: Yeah. Well, they do. That's I yeah. noticed that about them. They have a lot of facts to back them up, and you're like, shit.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Cause I, 'Cause I think the um <laughs> Dominum Morgul says inches towards door. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you that's the problem, it's like it's like door Globe, door, Globe, Globe cooks just go, yeah, that's the way it'd be. Don't That's just kind of their yeah. argument, isn't it? You stay away from that
4: door, you hear me? I've got yeah. a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because, like I say, the sphere cooks, they just seem to go, "Yeah, well, I've got the whole weight of the science establishment behind me," and they don't feel they have to prove any of this stuff.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, actually, the 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 onus is on you to prove it. Yeah, I You're mean, you, you, have to, you have to prove it every every.
1: Bad. You have to prove it every bit as much as the flat Earth guy has to prove it. But the thing is, the flat Earth guy's coming out with yeah. the science. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and uh, and the the, uh, the the round Earth guys just going look Big Bang, nothing exploded into everything, and you are like that doesn't make sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it makes just as much sense as Big Man with White Beard makes Earth.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in fact, big guy. W- in fact, big guy with big
1: beard and white beard creates Earth is more believable. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's weird things as well isn't there like with the curvature of the earth you 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 don't get you don't see the drop because I think I can't remember what the drop in due to the curvature of the earth is is it like 6 inches a mile or 3 miles or something it's like it's um, it's like quite a noticeable drop isn't it yeah and wherever you yeah. stand the horizon tends to be higher than you not fucking lower as well doesn't it
4: <laughs> yeah it is interesting. Like the only way you're gonna know either way is to actually fucking if they put us all on a spacecraft and send us all into space. Yeah. But they ain't gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, we'll stop going on about flat Earths if you send us into space and we can have a look for ourselves. Oh, we'll right?
1: put some content in the 14 world for us. The uh, the Apollo the Apollo lander taking off oh um, right So.
0: do that go
4: twitter right so i'm gonna have to play a twitter but video telegram. Is- how is telegram these
1: days uh, <laughs> okay, so I have fleeting visits now know. and then In right second. so I I'll share my screen
3: it's
1: okay, I'm going to get the pro. Hey, Palmer. 99, proceeded. 3, 2, 1, ignition. Run away, Houston. So if
2: you look Check at my drift. screen share, you'll be able
1: to see Next
4: the five. Lula Lander taking off. Take over. The screen share, I think
3: 308, your number. Take coming through 1500 feet. And H-dot looks good. Roger. Uh, we've lost data right now. but uh, we'll. We'd like aft omni. Aft omni, please. I actually didn't on it up because our, that, is ter- that 40 video is terrible. Is. We're going. Coming right over top of
4: Camelot.
2: <laughs> what the hell is
3: that? We break
2: lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, Hello, am I, I'm I here? here? <laughs> Yes. Can you hear this? Yeah, oh, thank fuck for that! Don't say fuck or bugger. It does How you reach? Sorry. Roger, John here. You're loud and clear. And both systems okay. watch out. You're right on the
1: line. We're watching the lunar lander. I don't really know what I'm looking at, First. Yeah. Very blurry.
4: <laughs> I, I think the lander might have been that anything.
1: Oh. We're, in, we're
2: in we're in the bl- we're It's just though. an indistinct grey blur. Sorry, we're in the blind and you can
1: we're actually gone. see something else. Right hey we'd
2: like the eggs to auto. Okay, i
1: got good luck. No. Oh yeah. Be fair, that, d- that does look like Dying an automatic road. camera. Yeah. Hey, Houston, it's moving, it's moving like minutes. an automatic camera.
4: Yeah, it's moving very slowly. Oh, like I'll a robotic thing. That's like that. it's on a robotic arm or something.
1: So anyway, Hobbit, the next one is the sun is much closer and smaller than the NASA the says it is. What do you think to that one?
2: Oh, uh, I think I remember you talking about that last time. Well, yeah, yeah wouldn't that have something to do with shadows? I think that's what they said. They're just saying if the sun was so far away, the shadows would be, there'd be less variance of them during the day. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I do not know. Trying to find something. Another source claims it's impossible for us to take anything about the sun as actual facts. Clear photographs of the sun used in textbooks are always always produced with modern telescopes containing the necessary devices used to view, read, fabricate the sun properly. The telescope manufacturers, along with the organisations which use the telescope, those very organisations which propagate the moon hoax, have an interest in there being a sun and so their evidence cannot be accepted as
0: authentic.
1: Yeah. Uh, Lunar Rovers are fake. I think we spoke about that last week, didn't we? Uh,
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think we did. Weren't we saying that they'd break or something and then I made the the sort of devil's advocate argument of the um the gravi- there's n- there's no gravity on the uh, yeah
1: cause... on the
4: moon so therefore it would weigh uh, people would weigh less than they would on Earth.
1: Yeah, they're saying it, it says on here that it's a one one horsepower engine.
2: <laughs> well, seven hundred and fifty watts. Yeah, yeah that, that's what, Consider that that's affected effectively a six horsepower engine with Earth gravity. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot you can do with six horsepower.
1: So that's like, so it's a one thousand five hundred pound vehicle. So that's only, a, so that's a sixth of that, then, is it? Yeah, so it's around so about, it was... about three hundred, two hundred eighty pound vehicle at one horsepower. So that, that sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Earth Earth's rotation is what we th- is not what we think. Uh, before, listen to this, before Copernican heliocentric indoctr- indoctr- indoctrination, any child will look up the sky and notice the sun, moon, and stars all revolve around a stationary Earth. Um, yeah, this is the thing that I can't quite get my head around, the fact that we're spinning around it, is it 3,000 miles an hour,
2: Hobbit? Oh, I, I calculated the speed of the Earth, I think it's closer to 60,000 miles an hour, Oh, no, rotational speed, yeah, it's about 3,000. Because you used to be able to do these uh, solar eclipse chasing flights with Concorde, where um, because it could go the same speed as the Earth rotates, you could just stay with it for hours. Mm. Mm.
1: So what do you think of that one? Do you think it's possible that heliocentric is wrong, or...?
2: Well, all I'm thinking is our ancestors were like they, they were trying to like figure out the movement of the suns and the planets. with Earth at the centre, and they, they the maths kept going wrong. And it wasn't Copernicus, although he definitely was like uh, popularised it. But there were like um, mathematicians before him said, yeah, if you put the sun at the, at the middle of this, it makes calculations a lot easier. Yeah, they they don't need to be so complicated. And to me, whenever you're trying to get to the truth of a matter, the simpler it is, the, the more truthful it is. Yeah. I mean, tr- truth doesn't need an elaborate story to explain why this happened. So, yeah.
3: So you think Friffle
2: that- says it's about a mile an hour at the equator. Yeah, that's, well, that's actually a good point because, um, I mean, Earth rotates in degrees, so but, but in order for the equator to rotate the same speed as the poles... I mean, you think about it, like, if you're, like, say, one inch away from the poles, you've got a circumference of uh, three and a bit inches. Well, it's going to take it 24 hours to rotate around three inches. When you're going around the equator, it's got to rotate the same sort of um, degrees in 24 hours, so it's going a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: so so uh, this this is the bit that i don't get if we if we're traveling at that amount of speed per hour why don't we
2: notice it well it because like uh like when you're in the plane okay it's noisy and stuff like that but do you know that you're traveling at 500 miles an hour i mean when you're walking no, to you know, and from you know, the bar relative box, to the object yeah, that's it. We're all travelling at relatively the same speed. If the Earth were suddenly to stop, I mean, we'd all be flung into uh, space. Yeah, I,
4: I have looked at what would happen if the Earth were to stop, and yeah, we were, it is theorised that we would literally just fling off of the Earth straight into the world. So, so what
1: happens to the Earth if, we, if we're travelling, if we're spinning around at half the speed then?
2: What, if we suddenly go half, if we go from, say, yeah. what, Three thousand miles an hour to fifteen hundred miles an hour. Yes. Well, that means relative to us, the Earth is going to be going at Mach two. So, um, I days would be longer. No,
4: days would be days would be longer, wouldn't they?
2: Oh yeah, if the Earth was rotating at half the speed, so would gravity assuming change? That, uh, yeah, it would actually, because if you think about it, the faster the Earth rotates, the less. Because um, if the Earth was to spin really quickly, we'd all go flying off. But I'd, I can't tell you what, what the effect is. So if the Earth was like completely still, we'd, we'd be sort of pressed onto it. But actually, that's a really good physics question. How much of the Earth's gravity is counteracted by its rotational force? Well, that's what
1: I wonder, cause, because like, if you spin a spinning top and you try and put something on it, it gets flicked off. So is there a speed at which stuff starts sticking to it? <laughs> you know, wonder, if you could spin a spinning it's... top at a thousand miles an hour, would stuff stick to it instead?
2: This, this is a question I'm gonna to have to ask some some maybe people on Quora, but if um because the rotational speed at the poles is much less than at the equator, is there a noticeable difference Oh no, Godfrey the poles,
1: Bloom's but... just let himself down. He's on millennial tonight.
2: Is there a noticeable mm. difference in gravity between the poles? versus equator let's let's find out
1: yeah like domina says gravity, can anyone can anyone remember the gravity Can the, the galaxy song from uh from monty python and the, the meaning of life
2: i hope there's intelligent life out here because there's burger all down here on earth yeah so yeah you or know, somebody actually put put it he says um he says, uh, rotation of the Earth around the South causes centrifugal force on things, which is the opposite direction of gravity, and cause to decrease the weight of them. This force is more stronger in the equator, so the weight of a the thing there is a little lighter than the weight of... Oh dear, this person can't... He can't fucking spell. Oh, his name is Raman Amir Madfa. But anyway, same thing in the point of the Earth. The escape from the center force causes that while a thing has a thousand gram weight in the pole, it'll be 996 grams in the equator. All right, so there's your difference. There's that's. uh, I mean, if it was 100 grams and four grams, that'd be four percent. So there's about 0.4 percent difference between the poles and the equator.
1: So why is there that difference? Because it's because it's further away from the center of the Earth.
2: No. Well, yes, but also no. So the equator is spinning much faster than at the poles. Yeah. And that does that does make a noticeable difference in gram. So if you had something that weighed exactly a thousand grams on the poles, it would weigh nine hundred ninety six grams at the equator. And that's the that so the spinning force at the equator, which is the the fastest point on Earth, is enough to make it four grams lighter.
1: Yeah, my head's hurting
2: now. Well, yeah, but you know. <laughs> Um, your body needs time to recover from the strenuous activity what you have done today. Oh, Stash is in.
0: Stash
1: is in. We need to get him on again, don't we?
2: Well, he knows what, where our servers are. Yeah. Um, in TG, there is a Vigilation GIF of yeah, our service so Yeah, that's one I just played. That's the one I just Over half a million miles an hour, but my gravity.
1: Yeah. Um gravity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that one, well, the vigilation of the gra- of the vigilation. Vigilation. Is vigilation a weird oh,
2: made that up? Oh you, you, my best mate, he gave me this vigilation <laughs> of the of the earth. Vigilation brilliant. mate, in it? F v- v- vigilation.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting visuation, huh? <laughs> Yeah, but what is. about that rogue planet that we were talking about the other week? It's like, why, why is that unaffected? What, what Nabiru? Yeah. No, it wasn't Nabiru, was it? But it, was, it was another actual planet that somebody had found, not Nabiru.
2: Oh, um, trans-neptunian Object, because there's, like, a few of them which they say, they, there's some of them that are quite close to Pluto in
1: size. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, because because uh, yeah, but even comets have like a gravitational path, don't
2: they? Well, all the objects, uh, any anything with mass exerts gravity, no matter how how big or small it is. What even Big Les? Uh, even Big Les has his own has his own gravitational pull. But mm-hmm. if he was to stand in the equator, due to the centrifugal force flinging him out into space. it
1: would be 4 grams lighter per kilogram oh sorry should we go into something a bit easier Freemasons and NASA some people believe NASA has ties to the Freemasons according to some people the Freemasons have been influencing NASA since the inception of the agency Buzz Aldrin has ties to the Freemasons as do Edgar Mitchell of Apollo 14 and Don Izel of Apollo 7 James Irwin the most recent man on the moon also has ties to the Freemasons. The amount of astronauts known to be Freemasons or from Freemasonic families is is astonishing. It's likely that more astronauts and people of key importance in NASA are affiliated with the brotherhood. As, the brotherhood is the brotherhood that as well? Is it as well? But not so open about their membership. For this, there is to be many Masons. Members of the world's largest and oldest secret society involved in the promotion and propagation of this globalist heliocentric doctrine from its outset today should raise some serious suspicions," says
2: one conspiracy site. So, so whilst you were looking at that, I was trying to find Mormon Mafia NASA, yeah. and the top mm-hmm. link came up was Howard Hughes, who's uh, American business magnate, investigator, Howard record-setting was a moron. pilot. Uh, well, I, I'm wondering why is it when I type in "Howard," uh, type in Mormon Mafia, NASA, Howard Hughes becomes like. So what? What did he do? Hughes Aircraft Company, Medical Institute, Hughes Aircraft Company. Is he a Mormon? Uh, like was that... the nut
1: that
4: made the spruce goose? That gigantic.
1: Oh. Howard Hughes plane. is that one that? Uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, that's it. The, yeah, that's film. right. With the Hughes. Played in the film, he's the the, the dude with the OCC and the OCC, the OCD and the um, the germ phobia millionaire. Oh
4: yeah, they they do the um, they get fucking uh,
1: Mister Burns to turn Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio played him in the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can't think what the film's called though. Howard Hughes probably. No, it's called The Aviator, isn't it?
4: Um, yeah, it might be actually, yeah.
1: Uh, so how about yeah, like- this and then, Hobbit? The Challenger accident never happened. They're not taking the Challenger accident from me. Oh, those jokes are mine. <laughs> those, jokes are, <laughs> those jokes are part of my culture. You're not taking it from me.
2: Next I'll be saying no planes flow into the Twin Towers or Building Seven.
1: Oh to be fair, I did I did go a bit. Me and the Missus were watching a nine eleven documentary the other day and I did go a bit. Look, that plane that plane doesn't actually go in there. You see the plane fly up to it and then boom. You don't actually see the I, plane crash into it the second one. Have you have you watched the second one no, go in recently?
2: I've I'm not I'm not saying that uh this proves anything, but I saw a video and it was uh, one which came out recently um and it it was showing from a different angle just someone with a camera and there was there was no uh, plane going into the second building it just was a massive explosion like we saw on telly but no plane no sound of a jet or anything like that just yeah. just the bang so yeah Well,
1: the other thing i noticed as well is is um is you see the plane flying in and then all of a sudden the um Film goes grainy, like they've zoomed into it, like they're trying to crop something out.
2: <sighs>
1: it was weird. Well, it's been
2: a long time since I looked at those those things. Um,
1: yeah, I think we need to do nine eleven mm. at some point, don't we? Did, didn't we? Oh, Did will get Brutus on that we...
2: <laughs> one. <laughs> Did we cover it? We were talking about the Barbie. We, we could do we could do nine eleven and,
1: and whatever happened to Lacey Marie? We can ask Brutus about it.
0: <laughs> oh fuck
1: me. That's harsh. Uh yeah, that's probably is a bit bad. <laughs> I I'm hoping she's in rehab or 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 she's been she's in the loony bin. Yeah yeah, you know, will take I, some
2: time off the internet. what? yeah Hi, Skuggy. Lacey, uh, we hope she's still alive but we we're doing 14 words on the wrong
1: server that's why we got loads of guests this week <laughs> oh, oh i just heard you talking about you're space, on the, so I just you're on the of, spoopy you're on the spoopy show uh, yeah googie.
2: you're talking about space so i just want to say that it's a sign off, not real yeah <laughs> it's literally just a backdrop oh Cheap, yeah got space to sign up. If, if space isn't real then explain to me why that bloke's eyes bulged out of his head in Total Recall, because there was no atmosphere. Uh-huh. Well, Check everything mate. Is bulging, Checkmate. Checkmate. If space isn't
1: real, how come 2001 is a film, Scuggy? Oh, um, mate, it's just a Jewish say <laughs> up uh, So the next one is, a lot of people believe the deaths of the Apollo astronauts are mired in a huge conspiracy. We'll talk. I will talk. I've got another article about this to go later. Uh, one of the people who died in the Apollo One fire was Virgil Gus Grissom, the man who everyone thought would be the first man on the moon. However, he was a critic of the program. Among his last words was a simple question that might have made him a target: "How are we going to get to oh, the moon? I have we can't like communicate." Hillary go on, then, Hobbit
2: I was going to say, was the last thing he said: "I have evidence that will lead to Hillary Clinton's arrest, even though she hasn't been born yet." <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've I've I've, I've evidence that will lead to the arrest and imprisonment of uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, no, he actually said, "How are we going to get to the moon when we can't com- communicate between two buildings?" Oof. Moments later, he was stuck inside a burning capsule with a few other astronauts. Though, even today, his widow and son maintain he was killed on purpose. Even the investigation revealed the Apollo program was some kind of a mess, enough to jeopardize the US yeah. winning the race to the moon. Uh, Thomas Ronald new- Barron, an Apollo One safety new- inspector, testified for Congress saying that uh, saying that. And a week late later, his car was struck by an oncoming train, killing him, his wife, and he stepped at what, you know, funny, isn't it? What a coincidence!
4: Hmm. Oh, interesting.
2: Hmm. Yeah, they killed him because he left oh, the yeah. set and he was going to tell everyone about it.
3: Yeah,
1: because he was gonna He had he had information about uh, Hillary Clinton. <laughs>
4: Cohen.
2: Well, then... if if these conspiracies about like them faking moon landings is real, why did they release the film Capricorn One?
1: Fourteen Travel says Bush was behind nine eleven. He said lesbians
2: against Bush. <laughs> I, mean? I, I, I don't I don't follow that. Oh yeah, okay, I get it now. Yeah. Lesbians against Bush. Right? Yeah. Okay. Don't <laughs> <laughs> know uh, what to think that one.
1: Out. <laughs> How about this one then, Hobbit? It's impossible for astronauts to walk in space untethered without in- injury. Maybe we did talk about this last week because I remember speaking. Yeah, about we did. This. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we got to speak about it properly because we were talking about other stuff as well, weren't we? So maybe we could do with like riga So, um so in space, everything's constantly moving. The ISS travels at something like seventeen thousand miles an hour in space. <laughs> taking an hour and a half to rotate the Earth and doing it 15 and a half times in any given day. That means when astronauts in space are going on untethered spacewalks, they're doing it in those conditions without any issues caused by that level of speed. At the speeds we talk about, tiny objects could literally rip right through a person.
2: Well, that's what, if I was an astronaut, I would be concerned about, is it like a speck of dust going to turn me into meat paste?
1: Yeah, well, um, not only that, there's all that fucking shite up there, broken satellites and all sorts, isn't there? Because yeah, the, odd, the, odd the odd one, the orbit just decays, doesn't it? And they just fucking drop out of the sky every now and again, don't they?
2: If, if you're travelling at that speed, which is like 17 times uh, faster than a speeding bullet, uh, even a speck of dust is, is going to cause serious injury. So it's a um, cause for concern, shall we say. But my, my thing, which, which I'm thinking about this stuff what is... What about
1: the atmosphere up there? Uh, that's the other thing, isn't it? Isn't there supposed to be no atmosphere in space?
2: Well, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, if you're going truly into space, then there's no atmosphere, but the extent of the Earth's atmosphere is quite a lot. So I'm told that the ISS isn't... Uh, I may be wrong about the ISS, but there's a lot of, like, stuff which is floating in our upper atmosphere. It's not, like, all the way up there. Yeah. And the International Space Station, you can use... Um, there's, like, various apps which you can get and it will show you to point in the night sky, and it will show you like if the, the ISS is below the horizon, so you can actually look at the horizon, see it come up. And I've watched it. I've I I, I took it like say like ten minutes to get from one side of the sky to the other, and I thought that's moving incredibly fast. That can't be an aircraft. Oh, but Na- have NASA have NASA
1: paid you to say that?
2: Well, let, let's just say that this oh. stream is not brought to you by NASA or the, the European <laughs> Space Agency. <laughs>
1: Uh, what do you think about the one about splashdowns are impossible to live
2: through? No, uh, we went through this before, and I'm just yeah. thinking to myself, yeah. Well, in that case, it's like saying that the parachutists they can't do it without breaking their legs. Sometimes they break their legs.
1: Yeah, but the thing is that you got like five or six people like wedged into like a tin can, haven't you? And it just and it must must hit yeah. that hit the, hit the it, a hell of a wall, not it? it?
2: Yeah, but even in World War Two, they were landing armoured cars and parachute drops onto solid ground. With water, you've got the waters being giving you a bit of bounce back. So it's it's, no, it's he, not as bad as at...
1: like hitting concrete if you hit it fast enough, isn't it?
2: Yeah, but they're not hitting it fast enough. They're hitting it fairly slowly. So I'm I'm, I'm going to call bullshit on that one. That one seems to me a bit dubious. Yeah,
1: you, you okay? Myth plausible
2: then... <laughs> Well, if we were able to land people without killing them in World War II with parachute drops and, you know, land, landing jeeps and armoured cars, then uh, I, f- I think we can, we can land a, a, a little tin can in, into the sea.
4: How about the... Um, do you remember that it, from a parachute from, um, like, in Earth Atmosphere? Uh, do you, do you oh! I think he put hot air balloon up there and then jumped out. He was, like, right Chong, up at the and Yeah, and they made
1: him, they made him yeah. use a fisheye lens.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah. so he so couldn't see John the Earth Drake. was flat. That's make that he had to use a fisheye lens.
2: <laughs> that video, if you, if you're interested, um, uh, Boards of Canada did a music video called "Dave and Cowboy," and they used the footage of John Kittinger doing his um, jump from the the highest uh, parachute drop in the world
1: with a fisheye lens.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Must have been shitting himself a little bit.
4: <laughs> yeah, because oh, didn't they say one of the problems
1: true. is that if you start tumbling. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be
0: going so fast that you you can pass out.
4: Yeah. And then
1: you can't save yourself. <laughs> uh, Neil, oh, so Frithwolf says Neil Armstrong. Um, Frithwolf seems to be a bit of a space junkie. Show me he, he isn't coming on. Uh, Neil Armstrong couldn't tell Patrick Moore whether or not he could see the stars from Apollo 11 module or the moon. He could see the Earth, which had kind of pasty, pastely shades to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Apparently you can't get an erection in zero gravity according to 4T and travels. Well, I would like
2: to find out. I, I, well, there you go. Scuggy's already had one, so he knows.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, First man to have a wank in space, Scuddy. Did, you, did <laughs> yes. I
1: talk about some of this stuff after? Because the Bible story. That's I
2: don't remember we that talked fire. about that
1: on stream. The Bible. Yeah, the the missing day. Do you remember? To, I remember we talked about the missing yeah, day. Yeah, you, last you week. did
2: talk about the missing day. Yeah. Did
1: I talk about it on stream or not? I can't remember. That's the thing. Yeah, you
2: talked about it on stream. Uh, so you yeah. want to
1: do the the next one? You want to do is the. The Chinese, isn't it? Uh, Chinese lunar rover finds no evidence of American moon landings.
2: That's it. Because according to the thing i just read, the, the Chang'e thing's come back with, with lunar rock samples, but it's been on the dark side of the moon.
1: I do hate to tell you that it's from the World, da- World News Daily Report where facts don't matter. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah that caught
1: con- me as well until I opened, actually opened this page.
2: Yeah, I, I that's what I got excited for, because I went on Al Jazeera, and uh, they were saying that it came from the far side of the moon, I thought, but the far side of the moon doesn't exist. It's just a hologram, so where have they actually been?
3: Hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: so... Oh, we did loads of stuff. Do you remember all the really mathsy stuff that we were talking about before the show with the Hubble Space Telescope and why you can't see stuff from space? Do you remember all that we were talking about that?
2: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like, I sort sure. of look up to see what what the um what the maximum resolution of the Hubble Space Telescope is. Yeah, but then that's what I went on to sort of say about hey, if that's true. What about all those like missions which they f- fly a satellite over the moon's surface? And then I did find some some photography. So basically, of the Apollo basically
1: flight. what they're saying is they're saying the moon, moon is so far away from the Hubble Space Telescope, is that even the ISS, around 108 meters in length, would span just just over one pixel if the <clears> Hubble, <throat> Hubble was to photograph it. That's why you can't
2: yeah but the tracks on the moon they're more than 100 meters across so that that should be visible but i looked at some of these photographs of like satellite because they are satellites which fly over the moon and they've taken photographs of the Apollo landing site and the thing is they're saying like oh yeah, you see that pixel there that's the flag with its shadow and those yeah. those lines there those are the tracks sort of thing i thought I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that is what what they're saying it is.
1: Yeah, what's this stuff about the moon being too bright? That's the other thing they say, don't they? Uh, Yeah, I I
2: don't know. How, how, How bright is the moon supposed to be, then?
1: So they're saying that the Hubble telescope is not designed to resolve small features like items left on the moon. Hubble was made to detect very dim objects like distant galaxies. The moon is far too bright to see anything that a £100 telescope designed for kids can, can see in more detail. Besides, time oh, on the Hubble is precious yeah. and there's a long long, long long waiting list to use the telescope.
2: That could make sense, actually. It's probably a long exposure lens, um, at exposure, and the contrast is, um, is sort of for really dim stuff. It's not for the moon, which should be incredibly bright.
1: Yeah, besides resolution limitations, the moon is frigging bright. The Hubble is made to accumulate light from faint objects, and I doubt it can compensate for severe brightness. It would probably burn out the imaging system. That's basically Mm. what they're saying about the Hubble and why we can't use the Hubble to look at it. Ian says some um,
2: female aliens are quite hot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I too have seen females from Brazil.
1: <laughs> Ask Tyler. Tyler's an expert on alien females, isn't he? Some of them yeah. got
2: three boobs. Yeah. Oh.
1: So, despite all this stuff mm-hmm. where... Um, despite all this stuff... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> it's going, oh, you got a, you got an ad blocker. I don't like ad blocker. Um, so <laughs> e- even though, even though it's impossible to get images of the moon, they've got images of the moon, Hobbit.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so new photos. But those of images aren't serenity- taken by Hubble. No.
0: No.
1: Uh, but and then and then we read that other story where the lens would have to be like twenty five meters wide, and the widest is ten meters or something, weren't it? Uh Jim Mars. Jim Mars is a good lad, stash. Um, Jim Mars. Yeah, I remember you talking about Carl Zeiss, who was the person who made the cameras. Oh, Carl Zeiss. Yeah, because you said you about the Zeiss lenses, didn't you? Hobbit? They don't even mention
2: it on their website, do they? No, they don't. Oh, Jim Mars, yeah, the moon is yeah, they hollow. They would. It, it's not just Jim Mars who said the moon's hollow. NASA uh, fired a probe into the moon. They wanted to nuke it, but they were told no, you're not allowed to carry nukes in space. Um <laughs> yeah. Book, but when boring. they, I know when they struck the moon with this probe, it rung like a bell.
1: Yeah, Jim Jim Mars is a great guy. Jim Mars wrote Crossfire, which is the book that uh, JFK by um, Oliver Stone is made on is based on. Oh shit! Fucking internet's taking a dump again. Hello, hello, hello. Apparently, Jim oh, Morrison it. said he went hello. to the
4: moon during an acid trip, according to 14 Travels.
1: Yep, that's that's right. <laughs> no, what I was saying, <laughs> did you did you hear but anything I just said then?
2: Yeah, yeah. I heard you say hello, hello. My internet's taken a dump.
1: Yeah. Um. No, I was saying about Jim Mars. Jim Mars wrote the book that the JFK firestorm.
2: Yeah. 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 Oliver Stone. Crossfire. Yeah
1: um what was oh, I was say? George, yeah George, jim George. jim mars said some interesting stuff he said it's like he said look at cars back then and cars now and then look at um rocket technology then and look at rocket technology now no change virtually since the the thing started it's it's weird how like when you i mean look at look at phones back phones in 1969 and phones now everything's taken a quantum leap except for rockets
2: well, I was I was having this discussion with a friend of mine about the the aircraft, and uh, because I was saying about like um, British Airways have scrapped their seven four seven fleet, so mm. I don't think this this Ching Chong cough is going to be you know one and gone thing. It's going to be like that's how it is forever. Yeah. Every and he year. says, ah, oh, well, maybe they just scrapped it because uh, they're not economical. It's like, mate, that doesn't make sense. Why scrap them? Why? To be fair, I was them? listening to uh, I was listening to nerd... the I was
1: listening to Nerd Rotic, which is a nerd podcast, and the, dude, and the dude on there kind of got a little bit fed post. He said, It stops when we stop it. Yes. <laughs> mm. that's, when, that's when the but coup stops when we stop it.
2: That's
0: he's it. right, though. Mm. He is right. I mean, the, the, cu- the cure for it.
2: this cough isn't a vaccine, it's a bullet. We all know it. But anyway, moving swiftly on. We're not and wishing we harm or violence to anybody, especially not our dear leaders like Klaus Schultz from the World Economic Forum. Uh, uh, sure. trying to think about, yeah, I'm trying
0: yeah, sure. Jim Mars. Because
1: Jim Mars was the one that's...
4: libertarians are being quiet about this, Hemi, because like everything that's happened meets the libertarians' um, criteria for a revolution look how many human rights have been breached because of this whole thing
1: yeah i mean how many naps i suppose they'd argue i suppose they'd argue that you're you'd be violating the nap of the person you infected with the goof yeah
4: that's libertarian libertarians
1: always have an argument into doing nothing yeah it's a good point (laughs)
4: that's a very good point
1: yeah there's a there's always an excuse to not do anything with uh, with libertarianism. Not
4: people guilt-tripping people and stuff, haven't yeah. they? Not to not to do stuff. It's mental.
1: Oh, I went to the, I went to my first garage today with um with the uh, traffic light system to go in. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh so what else uh. So, here's some pictures of the Apollo landing and the tracks and stuff. Which doesn't look at all that convincing to me. It looks nicely... Um, it looks Faking great. gay.
3: Yeah.
1: Fake. Um, so, uh, what's, what do you want to talk about next with the... Uh, I mean Virgin Galactic. How long have they been talking about Virgin Galactic, the suborbital forever. planes. Like uh, forever. Yeah, because I just found at the bottom of the page, Virgin Galactic traces Spaceship Two launch about abort. Tracy's Spaceship Two launch abort to bad computer bad computer connection. Well, in 1969 Ooh. they could even atta- attach landlines to rockets. So I do I don't know what I don't know what Virgin's problem is. Do you?
3: <laughs>
4: uh, cheap skates aren't they
1: yeah actually i was i was kind of i was watching a documentary about air force one the other day and it was about air force right. one during nine eleven uh well what they did during nine eleven'cause there was a there was a threat to um to Air Force One. What they did, they took it up to forty thousand feet, and apparently the communications on Air Force One are probably better than they are at the White House. So, like, if it's <laughs> there, if it's there, Air Force One will pick it up. So, that, but they went to forty thousand feet, and 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 then the communications started getting patchy. So, how yeah. do the communications work on a, on a, on the NASA rockets? Yeah because they they kept contact all the way to the moon didn't they uh,
4: I think there were breaks in contact here and there
1: yeah yeah but but what what I'm, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying what I'm saying in 2001 feet. they couldn't maintain contact yeah. over 40,000 feet yet in 1969 yeah, they were a, they were able to keep 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 sporad- even sporadic contact all the way to the moon it's it's like a lot of this stuff it yeah. just doesn't add up does it no. Uh, to be fair, I do like the Space Force uh, badge. That looks pretty cool, doesn't it? It looks very looks very federationy, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh,
4: apparently verging mm-hmm. galactic test flight fails after rocket motor fails to ignite. Uh. So they had a failed test flight, and this article is from three days ago.
1: Yeah. Oh, Apparently three days ago.
4: So it's still not a computer getting. Connection. Yeah. Still can't get it to work.
2: Well, if I was to host it, um, Hemi, or like stream it to my channel as well. What are you on about, Hobbit?
0: Um, like um, uh,
2: the stream, but do it from. Well not mind chat, well. I'll sort of figure something out because my internet's
0: alright.
2: Your internet's
1: shit. So it, well my my internet's I I don't I don't think it's internet, I think it's my um I think it's oh. hard, I think it's hardware. Yeah, yeah the, the hard drive is Is I'm, I'm still on I'm still think... on i I'm still on an oldie worldie hard drive Hobbit, I need to change over to an SSD.
2: I was going to say, if you bring up your task manager, you should, and you go to running processes, you should see what your disk activity is like. Uh, let's have a look. Are we going to do some mm. tech support then?
1: Thank you, Hobbit. So, uh, my uh, name is my name is story. Hobbit. How am I helping you? To helping you today, right? So processes. Hello.
2: My name is Hobbit Patel, and I want you to go into your task manager. Yes. So. You will be running the Windows 10. If you go into performance, you will see your, hell. your uh, my, big, my big
1: one's Brave. Brave's using 2,000 megabytes.
2: Well, that is your system RAM. That is OK. Because what you need to go is, 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 after processes, you go to performance. And then you'll see your CPU, your memory. Yeah. And then you have a list of disks. And if you look at the disk, and you you can see its drive yeah. activity. So. If you could be reporting to me the drive activity.
1: Please. Yeah, I had a massive, I had a massive spike a while ago, Hobbit.
2: Ah, well there we go. Yeah. Mm.
1: Ethernet look. Ethernet looks nice and steady. All my
2: connections look nice yeah. and steady. Yeah. Yeah. So your your problem is is just uh, you have bottlenecking from your hard drive. Yeah, my just my, eth- thought, my this-
1: Ethernet's and um, it's well over seven point seven megabytes per second.
2: Oh that's all right. Dissident yeah. Vort says hope everyone's seeing their family at Christmas. Unfortunately I can't because they're in another fucking country. Oh <laughs> Do you normally and, go over? Do you normally go over there at uh... Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I love seeing the family for Christmas and New Year's. And the thing is the big celebration for them's Easter, but I mean I, I love going for Christmas and they got fire and there's champagne, there's good food and normally what I do is I make them mince pies. My godmother she says Oh, will you come over, make some uh, space.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm using, I'm currently using 55%
2: of my GPU. Ah. Yeah, I'm using 19% of it, and that's on, um, it's on 3D. What, what's it, what's demanding 3D usage in this? <laughs> and video decoding. Mm. Hmm. Maybe that's YouTube.
0: Maybe. Yeah,
2: yeah. Sorry, uh, guys, we we're doing technical stuff now. Um, yeah. If you if you wanted a woo woo show about the intricacies of NASA, you have come to the right place. But yeah, we we, do we we're we're on the side, we're side quest. We're doing,
1: we're doing hidden figures, aren't we? We're doing the hidden figures yeah. bit now. Yeah, we're on a we're on one, side
4: quest right now. We found we, a dungeon, and <laughs> we're distracted from the main quest.
1: The dragons yeah, that, we're doing a side. We're doing a side quest about my CPU usage. Yeah, uh, that's it. So, hidden does, hidden
2: there, does anyone know anything culture? about the
1: truth of Hidden Figures? I mean, the truth is obviously pretty far away from probably what the, the film is. is
2: <laughs> the truth is that Hidden Figures is a euphemism for what they really wanted to say, like Hidden Gingers.
3: Oh, well,
4: there was probably there. There was probably like some blackbird that fucking sat at the back of the room and watched what everyone else was doing. Uh, and someone turned around and went, "Actually, there was a black person there." Uh, there was and one.
1: The fifth, yeah, not like, a whole, not so a whole fucking team that, that were hidden from the world because boring. racism. Yeah,
2: there, there was yeah. Some, there was some some like black uh, uh, maid there, and she was like rubbing out the dusty uh, the blackboard and it's like you stupid fucking bitch that's all of our calculations for our calculation place on the rocket <laughs> and she was like <laughs> i don't know anything about that i'm just totally clean this place <laughs> and that's the horrible racial oppression of when the scientist said can you please not rub out our calculations we put on the blackboard <laughs>
1: Bitch. Yeah. Uh so is is a bit of is a bit of funny NASA stuff. How Priceless Moon Rock given to Harold Wilson by Nixon was left in a Downing Street cupboard. When President Richard Nixon mm-hmm. gave Premier Harold Wilson four pieces of moon dust in 1970, they were meant as a priceless Ooh. space age gift for the British people. Uh but the small black pieces of rock end up end, that sounds like coal Ended up abandoned and <laughs> forgotten in an upstairs cupboard at number 10 Downing Street confidential files re- revealed today. Sounds about right. Museums were not keen on the marble-sized chunks because visitors found them a disappointment, reminding them of tea leaves (laughs) or bits of coke. (laughs) (laughs) When when Margaret Thatcher tried to loan them out 15 years later, she was told they were no more interesting than a toothbrush once used by Napoleon. Uh So
2: yeah, no. I mean, to be fair. To be fair, I, I, I wouldn't mind going to a museum. It's like, oh, it's, it's uh, Napoleon's Toothbrush. Oh, it's a moon rock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of us would actually be interested in seeing these things. Margaret Thatcher yeah. wouldn't,
1: because she's women. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, well, she's whamined. a woman. Her, her opinion doesn't count for shit.
1: Oh, let's yeah. do... Um, what, what do you want to do first so we can do... Right, Curtis, uh, do you want down. deaths associated with US space programmes... Or do you want the Wikipedia on space flight related accidents and incidents?
0: Well, what In does Snopes? Three, what,
1: what, I was going to say, what does Snopes have to say about it? Uh, they're, they're all still alive. Uh, don't know what you're talking
2: about, pal. Oh, there you go.
1: Yeah, Snopes said In there were no ac- there were no accidents, that. none at all.
2: Uh, Snopes said something about the vaccine recently. They're saying that. Uh, the, the vaccine causes infertility amongst women, false. And then they go on to say, while saying it's false, so that uh, <laughs> but it is true, but then even whilst they're saying it's false, they said, oh, yeah, we found it causes an autoimmune response to the placenta, causing miscarriage, but that's, you know. So then it's rendering women infertile. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. It's just that it's, it's causing the, the placenta to. <laughs>
4: It's <laughs> it just no. causing perpetual miscarriage
2: yeah well you know because the baby's fine it's just that the placenta detaches so that's technically not infertility it's just the placenta won't work so you can't have mm. a baby so yeah take that checkmate conspiracy phrase you just got debunked by Does you know what
1: a t-38 plane is they're fucking dangerous as fuck Like, uh, so, Theodore Freeman died in a T-38. I'll I'll just whip through these.
4: Is this that Russian thing?
1: No, this is some sort of... These are deaths associated with US programmes. So, like, you've got what? Um, So, three people died in T-38 crashes between 64 and 66. Uh, So... The, the Apollo won the fire that killed four people. Uh, Edward give an, an an automobile accident. I don't know where Edward Gibbons is. I couldn't did find much Edward
0: about Gibbons.
2: Couldn't find much about Mormons in NASA. No. Hammy, did you say Gibbons?
1: Yeah, Edward Givens. Edward Givens was killed in an automobile accident. Givens. Yeah, Givens. Givens. Give it you. Give it you. Givens. Another one, Clifton Williams died in a T 38 crash.
2: Not to be confused with Clifton's Willy Bum.
1: Yeah, Willie really
4: Bubba. Okay, uh, Major Edward Galen Givens Jr., U.S. Air Force, Gailan. January the fifth, nineteen thirty, to June sixth, nineteen sixty-seven, was a United States Air Force officer, test pilot, and NASA astronaut, selected by NASA in nineteen sixty-six as a member of the fifth astronaut group. He died in an automobile accident before being assigned to a prime or backup spa- space flight crew. Uh,
1: so nice. you got Michael J. Adams was killed after the vehicle departed departed from controlled flight and experienced in flight breakup. Six other X fifteen pilots, besides Adams, qualified for the astronaut badge for re- re- reaching altitudes above fifty miles. Uh, so that's that. Um fucking, uh, this is what you want F F one oh four Starfighter. What a fucking name for what a name for a for a plane.
2: Nice. So that's, pew, that's pew, Robert, Robert,
1: H, Robert H. Lawrence killed in a crash. Uh obviously the the space shuttle challenger, although some people think it never exploded. Uh, so, so Stephen Thorne was killed when a spe- when the Pitt special aircraft he was riding crashed in Santa Fe, Texas. His flight was unrelated to a NASA, NASA project. Uh, David David Griggs was killed in a vintage World War Two aircraft while practicing for an air show. Um, Sonny Carter was killed in an airliner crash. Uh, Patricia Robinson, her flight instructor, was killed. Her and her flight instructor were killed as a result of injuries sustained in a plane crash. She was on a training oh. flight that was not related to any NASA project. Space Shuttle Columbia. Didn't Columbia have the have the uh, Israeli um, astronaut on it? yes. Proof, yeah. thank
2: God, doesn't want Jews in space. Uh, so sorry, <laughs> you're, you're wrong with that. Jews in space! I'm sure there's way was more Was Columbia than this, but... the one that blew up on takeoff?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, was Columbia... Columbia was the one. It was a bit of foam came off, didn't it? Because I've seen the documentary on that one, the aircraft crash documentary on that one. Yeah. It was like a big bit of big bit of foam come off, and uh, oh no, no, they died yeah, on re-entry, didn't they? The Columbia, they the yeah, Columbia, they died yeah, on, on re-entry.
4: The, yeah, that was the re-entry because they were yeah. finding out whether they could set whether whether they'd actually be able to make it back or not, because NASA knew that uh, a section of the heat shielding had come off.
1: No, I don't think they had that. I don't think they had any idea until after the crash that that had fell no,
4: off. No, the bit the, the bit of foam had, the bit of foam had come off and had struck the wing, taking some of the heat shielding off. Yeah, and they'd noticed it on the on the takeoff, but it was well, quite a common thing. To happen. Yeah, it wasn't until sort of there, there were issues arising that you know, but they had no way of knowing how much of the heat shielding had been taken out. Because, you know, then they realised that there was a critical fault with the heat shielding that, you know, if a, if a decent amount of this uh, foam came off of the um, the booster it, and hit and hit the wing, it would literally just rip a hole inside of it. And they were like, shit, <laughs> this ain't good. Because, yeah, we... you, you just blow up on re-entry.
1: Looking for American ones. So, need that space show. flight this, space believe. flight fatalities oh ilan, ilan 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 ramon is the israeli is the israeli astronaut
2: not anymore he's not
1: oh the the wikipedia page is better than that it spreads it spreads it out into space flight fatalities Ooh. uh during training or testing and then non fatal incidents during space should be like unrelated as well fatalities fatalities caused by rocket explosions as well, blimey Charlie there's a long list of
4: re-entering Earth's atmosphere um, although it causes drag it also causes intense heat specifically shuttles face intense temperatures of about 3000 degrees Fahrenheit about 1649 degrees Celsius that's insane.
1: Oh, found the, I found the non-as- non-astronaut fatalities. So there was a... Uh, let's see if there's any interesting ones. Oh, Shit. you'd probably
4: dissolve, apparently. If a human tried to re-enter Earth's atmosphere without any heat protection, uh, you'd burn up entirely and probably dissolve before making it through the atmosphere.
2: Hey.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe much less, less,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, uh, it, it's a strange sort of thing because the, at first there's like there's very little friction, so when you go in you, you you're very fast, but then there's the friction of the atmosphere it, it slows you down. But in order to slow you down, do you make a lot of heat?
4: Yeah.
0: Then you, also you got...
4: have to, don't you have to be going a spe- specific speed as well to re enter the atmosphere? Like, yeah. don't you have to go into it at a certain speed, so that's why you go so
2: fast into it at a speed, at an angle. If you go too quickly, you bounce off, if you go too slow, you plummet down, and then you go really fast and burn up. I it, it rocket science is not saying I understand, it's the, the oh no, I missed out on it. Oh, damn! Oh, okay, that's all right. Oh, Sorry. I'm, I'm buffering very, again. It's very complicated. I think, I
1: think ABS is... Is ABS really that memory-hungry, Hobbit? Uh,
2: It's not a case of memory. It, it's it, it's more... It, I mean... Well, how much is this? I
1: mean, got... I'm only using, like, 7% of my disk, but somewhere between 7 and 28% of my disk.
2: Uh, do do you need me to come over on site and have a look at it? Because I want I want to I want to try and sort this out.
1: Huh. I I think my hard drive will sort it all out. I think it must be hard drive issues. I think it must be read ri- be- read writing stuff. Cause this, cause because this because all because all this has only started since I started broadcasting in HD.
2: Also, it takes more like um, processing as well. So, uh, you need a buffer. Because I'm looking at my memory and um I'm actually got eight gigabytes or so.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, eight gigabytes is enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't actually change the resolutions
2: on chart like that oh, don't sweat it. We'll we'll figure this out. Yeah.
4: Okay, so the the space shuttle has to be going at seventeen thousand five hundred miles per hour. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, Mac what? Mac M. Oh, that's Dominant. not even Dominant a says,
1: number. Dominus says wrong. Think streamers in England, Ireland, U.S., and South Africa are all suddenly bombing out the same way. Nothing to see here.
2: <laughs> I've noticed there's been a lot of funny buggers, uh, silly buggers. Happy. What's the word I'm looking for? Funny buggers, silly buggers? Yeah. Funny buggers happening on the internet um, in, with, with like, uh, stuff like this. I mean, t- Telegram went down uh, a while ago.
1: Right, so, what's this? I'm looking at the streaming. Preset, do I need it for quality, performance, or latency? <laughs>
0: Just, just have it set on quality. Quality, yeah. It's, um, on,
1: it's on quality anyway. Mm. Because I've got no drop frames, everything should be fine, except for its buffering at the. I think it's YouTube playing silly buggers. I, I can't think of any other decent reason for it.
2: Yeah, I mean, bear in mind YouTube suffered a major attack uh, recently. Who knows by 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 whom?
1: Do I need to start putting a buffer in or something? Put like a three-minute, uh, put, put a th- twenty-second buffer in or something like that.
2: Nah. Anyway, YouTube does that sort of buffer anyway. Oh, okay then. Yeah. Now, Domino's saying it's impossible. Hemi saying I'm catching three to seven words every five to seven seconds. Yeah, yeah it's it's buffering. Oh that is bad. Yeah.
1: yeah. My my window, my my little, you know, your little tiny window in your in your screen that's just I can see the circle on the I can see the circle and I'm broadcasting it myself.
2: Ooh. I'm just going to put a link to the uh uh, uh the podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: Cuz uh that- Looks like yeah, that's it's, what it's even telling me I've got thing. an excellent connection. It's not even telling me I've got a poor connection.
2: Well, that's it. That's it. So, I
1: mean, my, oh, I my, to my end, my end, everything should be fine. To be
4: to be fair, Domino Morgol said in the chat that a lot of streams have been getting throttled um, for the last ten days. Oh, it looks
1: like it's cleared up now. I think it's cleared up now.
4: Uh, what did he put? This is happening to a lot of streams the past 10 days getting mercilessly throttled, just saying.
1: Yeah. Uh, It looks like it's it's cleared up. It looks like it's cleared up now.
4: How does it sound
0: now, guys? What else
1: have we missed? So, did we talk about? We've talked about the lost, the moon landing tapes got erased. Uh, yeah, lost, lost. Over eleven tapes. Have we missed anything?
2: No, I think we covered it. I mean, well, it would be. I think it's definitely worth talking about Capricorn One, but I'm the only one that's watched it. Um,
1: yeah, I think we should. I think maybe we should do a movie, a movie, uh, fourteen word, shouldn't we?
2: Yeah, but, but well, it's not even that. It's just a case of hey, guys. Uh, there's a film called Capricorn One. I think it's on YouTube. So let's see if I can find it. Capricorn
0: One. And
2: yeah, yeah. There's there's a link to it. Um... So if you're not f- familiar, Capricorn One is a story about a manned a, a manned flight you, to Mars. What is Capricorn One?
0: Seventies. Yeah,
2: so it's it's from the seventies. Um, An Mars mission won't work. Its funding is endangered, so they decide to fake it. Oh, 1978
1: one. So it's like ten, nearly ten years after the moon landings.
2: But then they have to keep the secret. Yeah, it's. Oh, uh, d- you know the. Aust-
1: is- do you know? Do you know the? Um, who the astronauts are? Elliot Gould, Is James Brolin, Sam Watterson, and some fella called OJ Simpson? Has anyone ever heard of him? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay. wasn't, he, it, wasn't
4: he
1: a in gun? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Didn't he do a thing? No, um... he's a good boy. He didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait a minute. Wasn't he into golf?
1: Uh... Yeah, I think he was. Also... yeah.
2: Yeah, he liked like, like, gloves.
1: He liked golf gloves. gloves, didn't he?
2: That's <laughs> it. He, he won the the Masters thing, and uh, or like mm. Tiger Woods. Oh, they right, all look so the now, same. So now
1: anyway. we are done on now we done on NASA. I do actually have some uh, some stories from elsewhere. I'll put them in general if you want to do it. It's about um, it's one I found from the Metro. It was uh, uh, discover Iceland's elf school and find out everything you need to know about mysterious hidden people. So who wants to do the joke?
2: Oh, uh, I've actually seen this on Twitter recently. That it, You know, there was the podcast called Tales from the Trough. Yeah. Um, one of the guys on it was just like saying, I'm going to become a headmaster of the elf school and teach them <laughs> all how to crush my head with their thighs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, incorrect. The joke is as long as you've got your elf, that's the main thing
2: oh yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> we totally just would also agree with yeah, yeah. as uh, long as so you've got your outfires around you everything's all right come close while i tell you
1: a tale i don't know why i'm doing it in welsh uh one frosty winter <laughs> day in the northern wilds of ice i was trying to do an iceland voice but I, I think it just comes out as welsh a young lad was was <laughs> sent by his mother to go out go and help out to the next farm well, but yeah, darkness lad. fell darkness fell and a blizzard raged and the poor lad got lost cold hungry and tired he came across a little house knocked on the door and a kindly but short couple invited him in everything inside was primitive but the little lady brought him some dry clothes which he recognized from a school trip to a folklore museum she saw the boy's confusion and he said she said we are elves. We are the hidden people. But don't worry, we won't do you any harm. Hold on, isn't there a house in Catford that's a bit like this?
2: Ah, <laughs> number sixty-seven lives a nationalist. <laughs> He's a, <laughs> a transvestite by day, but a Peter wet night. <laughs> uh,
1: after a hot, uh, uh. after a hot meal, the lad fell asleep until morning. When the when the couple fed him, and off he went. Unsure whether he dreamed it at all, the lad followed his footsteps back in the snow, but the house had vanished. That boy is now 69 year old, years old and lives in Reykjavik, and he's just one of 14, 000, one of the 1,400 elf witnesses, Magnus Skeppard Scar... Scarfedinson... That's an easy name to say. Uh, headmaster of Iceland's elf school has interviewed. Uh... I collect stories about paranormal experiences, ghosts and spirits. While I've never seen them myself, I'm convinced the elves and hidden people—or oh, I don't even know. To, anybody, can anybody speak Icelandic? It's Huld. you Huldu folk. Huldu folk.
2: Oh, Hold, Hold, Holdu, Holdu.
1: Uh, do exist says Scarf Edinson who has spent 34 years studying the phenomenon meeting witnesses and collating their stories for his school which he set up because so many locals and tourists would ask him about elves knowing his fascination with the subject according to him elves and the hidden people a bigger type of elf live and look much like humans there are around 15 types of elf, elf in Iceland the smallest are the flower elves at not, not much more than an inch while, hidden, while the hidden people can be up to 3 feet I've met more than 900 Icelanders 500 people from 40 other countries who claim they've seen elves and other nature spirits says and the only thing these people have in common is that they're psychic and they have a sixth sense so they're mental <laughs> they're, they're touched. They're, they're touched by God. That's Guggy. Touched
2: by the moon. A,
1: uh, a 2000, 2007 study by the University of Iceland showed that 62% of Icelanders believe el- elves and hidden people exist. But you won't find gangs of rosy-cheeked imps roaming around the back, back streets of Reykjavik. They exist in a different dimension and are only see, seen by those with psychic ability, of which in Iceland, one in 20 claims to have such intuition. Oh, wow. yeah icelanders have a deep friendship with the elves and the hidden people says if somebody is lost in lost in the world the hidden people would give themselves shelter if they're starving they'll give them food if they're sick they will kill them there are there are countless times the icelandic people have been helped by the hidden people uh over here the hidden people just cause mischief all the time don't they by <laughs> running the medium and stuff, uh, but contrary, contrary yeah. to popular belief, the Icelandic elves There's are not elves
2: running central banks.
1: Yeah, goblin. I oh, thought it was goblins. I thought it was goblins that run the central bank. Goblins, yeah.
2: elves, same difference. They're all yeah. fae folk, not to be trusted. Yeah,
1: Icelandic elves are not related to Santa's crew in the North Pole. Although it, is, although it is customary to leave out food for the hidden people on Christmas Eve. No Christmas traditions in Iceland are generally reserved for the Yule lads. According to ele- legend, Yule lads are a bunch of Yule wide boys, each with a different mischief and a name like Door Slammer and Spoon Licker. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, Spoon, spoon Licker. licker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> from december 12 to twenty-four, children leave their shoes by their windows and one by one the thirteen Yule lads come down from the mountains to leave presidents in them or old potatoes if they've been naughty. However, the elves do have a connection with New Year's Eve. It's when they move location, says Skeffordinson. I've met people who have seen elves move house at midnight on New Year's Eve. It's also said the elves make themselves visible to humans on Twelfth Night. And Icelanders celebrate this with a bonfire festival called Pretadin. What's Twelfth Night? That's the 6th of January, isn't it? It was the 5th. Um. I don't know what date
2: 12th night is. No. Uh, On the 12th day of Christmas my true love gave to me.
1: <laughs> uh the elf school is everything that is known about the elves, what they look like, where they live and how this friendship has evolved through the centuries said Skiffington and son. I bet they I bet they, I bet some dirty fucker over there does like elf elf porn, don't they? yeah if they exist there's porn of it uh popular with visitors from the us canada and the uk and germany he reckons that more than 10,000 people have graduated from elf school since its
3: founding
1: Uh, open on fridays only the school school day lasts four hours with a break for tea and pancakes made from special hidden people recipe of course and all elf students receive a a certificate Infused by Skeffernan's abundant, twinkly-eyed enthusiasm, we can only imagine anyone who comes away still cynical about elves is a, simply a cotton-headed ninny muggins. Attending elf school in Reykjavik costs fifty quid, including tea and pancakes at theelfschool.com. Iceland is on the UK travel corridor list. Oh, we, are we going to go well, elf school yeah. then, lads? Yeah, yeah. Elf on tour.
2: Elf Santa,
1: as long as you got your elf, national elf. We we can be national elves.
2: Yeah, national elf service. Yeah, national elf service. An elf elf gf for every boy.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I've got some more stuff here. So, alternative Yuletide traditions. Uh, So, in Sweden, Santa Santa rides in on the Yule Goat to deliver his presents. Based on Norse legend, Thor rode a flying goat-powered chariot. The Swedes believe the Yule Goat will visit before Christmas. A giant straw effigy of the bok goes on display at the Slotterstorget Castle Square in Gavel every Christmas. Sadly, it's also become tradition for local arsonists to torch it. It's been burnt down 37 based times since 1966. Uh, so Krampus do you know about Krampus lads oh yeah the one who spanks uh, naughty children no no, he's a bit worse than that (laughs) isn't he uh, if your behaviour has been less than sparkling, you might come up against Krampus this cri- Christmas if you live in Central Europe. Half goat, half demon, the sinister Krampus with his horns, cloven hooves and long pointy tongue originated in German folklore. He has a penchant for whipping naughty children into being nice, and the only way to placate him with, is
2: with Krampus schnapps. <laughs> I, men- I mentioned this like previously. Oh, by the way, I-, I decided to watch another stream, which is not political or anything, and even that's having like uh, problems with streaming. Like, um, uh, why is it the Americans? Like, is Father Christmas over there a five-year-old girl? It's like I'm going to leave you up milk and cookies. No, Father Christmas wants a mince pie and sherry. Yeah, he doesn't want milk or whiskey, or black coffee and, <laughs> black uh, coffee and Oh food. yeah, and if you read. If you really care for him, you'll give him a spliff with his mince pie and sherry. <laughs> how about how about this? How about this one for a heartwarming
1: tale? Frau Perchter, known as the Belly Slitter, this festive witch with a beaky nose and a, and goose feet, terrifies children in the Alpine regions of Germany and Austria. Her job is to ensure that local customs are upheld during the 12 days of Christmas. She's a bit of a neat freak and bad behaviour like messy bedrooms will result in her slipping o- slip, slitting open tummies and filling them with rocks. A harsh punishment for not picking up your socks.
2: <laughs> you don't God, pay. It just, these women, it's just like, if you don't pick up your socks, I will slice your belly open and fill it with hot rocks. Yeah. Uh. uh You know what, it's no no wonder women used to get burnt at the stake in those days, if that's what they're doing to their children. Yeah, it's a heartwarming tale, that one, one, isn't it? Why did you skin your boy alive? Uh, Because he kept answering back to me.
1: (laughs) Uh, So, have you seen seen this one about the devil has uh, been to Liverpool? I'm pretty sure even the devil would shit his pants going to Liverpool. So what, did, been a, what was
2: he doing in Liverpool did he get lost
1: I don't know fucking <laughs> hell a long line of mysterious hoof-like prints have been linked to the devil after being spotted by dog walkers in Merseyside in December 2010 the curious December 2010 are they doing a story now <laughs> fucking hell in December 2010 the curious prince was spotted by three dog walkers in the, in the blanket of snow covering Calderstone's park the prince prints run in a perfectly straight line from the yew tree roadside of the park for 900 feet before they stopped dead in the middle of a field. Photographs of the prints were taken, but the animal which made them has never been identified. But it's not the first time the prints have been spotted in Merseyside. (sighs)
3: Uh...
1: So, in 12th night, 1866, a great snowstorm struck Liverpool. The blizzard was so, sphere- so fierce that it blew down telegraph lines and all communication with London and the rest of, country- rest of the country was suspended for over a week. As temperatures plunged oh, no, below no, no. zero, the River Mersey froze over and Liverpool, gradually claimed, came to a standstill. People hurried indoors to escape the big freeze. Liverpool soon resembled a ghost town. Not, not a soul roamed ro- ro- the s- snow-covered streets. At six o'clock the following morning, a policeman in the south end of the city came upon a curious sight. In the fresh virgin snow on Great George Street, he noticed noticed the trail of what seemed to be animal tracks. At first first sight, the tracks looked like hoof prints, but they were very peculiar. It was as if the animal had put one hoof exactly in front of the other and walked in a precise straight line. Uh, The policeman measured the distance between each horseshoe-shaped print, and saw that it was eight inches, he knew of no animal that could walk in such a manner. He followed the trail and saw that the tracks could not have been made by any four-legged animal he was aware of. Nothing impeded the progress of the unidentified animal. The tracks went straight up George Street and were found on each side of a factory wall. Stranger still, at one point, the tracks went across the roof of a snow-covered house in Oldham Street, where a postman has also noted the Strange prints. The trail ended up at St Anne Street and Scotland Road, where they suddenly came to a dead end as if the strange creature had taken off like a bird at that point. News of the eerie eerie trail spread across Liverpool and the police were soon referring to the tracks as the Devil's Footprints, believing Satan had strolled through the deserted streets of Liverpool. Who else had hoof feet and who else could walk over walls and rooftops? Jews. (laughs) Yes. Super Jews. Super Jews. (laughs) Uh, the, others thought, the others thought the culprit was Spring-Eel Jack, a legendary figure who can make tremendous leaps into the air. Others blamed otters, rats, a three-legged horse, and someone suggested that pa- a rat with fucking hooves. What? <laughs> a three-legged um, horse. Oh, hobbit, hobbit, hobbit! This one then. Some some suggested that perhaps the trail had been made by a rope dangling from a balloon—a weather balloon, I suppose. Was it? Venus. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: Those pesky
1: weather balloons. Uh, The mystery deepened when several people, including a postmaster in Richmond, Row, Everton, claimed they'd heard strange pipe music at around four o'clock on the morning that the Mack tracks were made. This convinced people that it was the devil who had always been depicted as playing pipes like the Greek god of pan, Mischief Pan. After the thaw, the footprints incident soon faded from the public's memory. However, not many people in Liverpool knew similar footprints had been seen 11 years before in Devon again after a snowstorm. Also in the reign of Richard I at York, a monk wrote about hoof like tracks which appeared on the ground after a fierce lightning storm. So what made the tracks on that winter's morning in Liverpool? Was it just some wild animal? Like a badger? With hooves? Okay. (laughs) Or did the devil really once walk through Liverpool?
2: (laughs) Well, maybe he did. Maybe when the Beatles were doing this thing, they went to a crossroads and they met the devil and he gave them a similar deal like Robert Johnson. Yeah, and that's why they Paul said McCartney. Paul's got...
1: But they said Paul's got to die in
2: 1969. That's it. We'll, we'll, we'll have to do Paul McCartney another time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, full moon on solstice this year, Hobbit.
2: Oh yeah, and uh, also on the twenty-first there will be a conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn. So if you've been watching the night star you'll you'll see Jupiter and Saturn moving closer to each other. And on the twenty-first, they will like merge, yeah. and then the devil will be born or start killing people. I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, so oh, are you seen the zodiac cipher got sold, solved? Is it this week? It got solved. Yeah,
2: yeah, they did, and he was basically saying, You journalists are a bunch of shit. Why'd do you do that thing where you repeat this f- headline in the first sentence of the paragraph? I'm gonna start <laughs> killing you fuckers. Uh, I
1: thought I thought you said I have I have evidence to uh, that will lead to the imprisonment <laughs> the imprisonment of Hillary Clinton. <laughs>
4: the arrest and imprisonment of Hillary Clinton, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's it. Every no, time. apparently
1: he actually said, um, I hope you're having lots of fun trying to catch me. I'm not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me. What? 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 Ooh. Okay, Ted Cruz. What? Ted Cruz. Do you reckon it was Ted Cruz, the Zodiac killer?
2: What, the senator?
1: Yeah. It's just the gag, isn't it? Is it Ted Cruz's dad is the Zodiac killer? Do you not know that guy a oh. bit? No, I Sorry, don't. Oh,
0: oh
4: yeah,
1: I reckon it was. Uh, Newton's 100%. heretical o- uh, notes on the apocalypse. Hmm. What You're did you have
0: that? to say about well, Isaac Newton? Yeah.
2: You see the one that had an hallucination when an apple hit him on the head, causing him to have a stroke. Yeah. Hey. hey, hey, do you want a joke? He said, the doctor said I can masturbate whenever I like. No, the doctor says you can have a stroke at any time. <laughs> yeah, the one about
1: the bloke exposed himself to two, two nuns. One of them had a heart attack, the other one had a stroke.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh... <clears throat> Uh, two nuns it's in the so bath. Where day. One says to the other, she said, where's the soap? She said, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, I never got that one. <laughs> They're nuns. They're not having any sex, Hobbit. Yeah. Where's, where's the, the soap? soap? Not yeah. where is the soap. Where's the soap? It wears the soap, doesn't it? No, st-
2: still don't get it. Where's the soap? Two nuns and a half. How, how,
1: how would you wear soap down if you weren't washing yourself with it, Hubbard? And you're a woman and you weren't having sex?
2: Or would they saying they're using the soap as some sort of object? Yes, for Hubbard, that? yes. <laughs> you know what? There was another joke like that. What's the difference between a hormone and a vitamin? Uh, I don't know. You can make a hormone, but you can't make a vitamin. <laughs> and I just like it took me months and months. Well, well you know to make, make a
1: ho- hormone, don't you? Don't pay her, kick her in the cunt.
2: <laughs>
1: but the, the, the thing,
2: so, well, also don't pay her. Yeah. But the thing um, with the, the hormone stuff, it's like, but you can make vitamins, so you do make hormones, and then. It's like, no, and then it's like, what is vitamin like fit? M in, no, that's not it. <laughs> so, it, it took me about six months. So was like, oh, I finally. What it, the there's t- there's I two think. things that that
1: got me for years. One of them was uh, hyperspace travel from uh, guard from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you know, the one where he says. It's like being drunk and Arthur Dent says that's not too bad is it so Ford Prefect says try telling that to a glass of water that took me years to understand <laughs> that joke and yeah. then he,
2: oh yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and and the other one was uh, how do you get down off an elephant you don't you get down off a duck
2: oh yeah 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 <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's some jokes like that, I just I don't get them. And the, the one with the, the nun is not that funny now that I've got it. <laughs> uh
1: what else have we um, got? There's what, actually uh, much yeah. no- oh, that's come on page two. I wonder why there weren't much news on Unexplained Mysteries. <laughs> Fucking hell, UFO sightings <laughs> are up two hundred and eighty three percent in New York since twenty
2: eighteen. Wow. I'm guessing there's a lot of people looking out their apartment windows.
1: A <laughs> uh, woman marries a briefcase called Gideon.
2: No, there's a long history of women marrying objects and they just need a public beating. That basically when a woman says <laughs> I'm going to marry this light bulb it's like yeah okay we'll we'll flog you on Sunday afternoon. Well, then. I'll read
1: I'll, re- I'll read you the first line from it Hobbit. A woman from Moscow got married recently to a briefcase that she met 5 years ago in a hardware store.
2: Uh, yeah, the Moscow women it, what is it like Slav women like like murdering children <laughs> I mean wasn't it like was it Emily Jones or something like that she got like brutally killed by this woman and she's from Estonia in this country
1: uh, oh, shit, yeah yeah yeah
4: she was Albanian
2: like that. oh that that's that's based that is you know they, they're taking a leaf out of Stalin's book it's, it's fucking I mean that's that's the price of progress Sometimes you have to kill um, the kulaks you have to burn their children alive. Quite a brutal
4: story to be honest. Lars. Yeah, um, it's, it's not funny. It's I just was looking at court transcripts and like the the dad um, the dad was taking the daughter out for a bike ride in the park and um the mum turned up and um the 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 little girl wanted to go to her mum. So the dad said she could. And as she was on her way to go to her mum, the Albanian lady grabbed her off of her bike, spun her around and slit her throat open.
3: Yeah. And
0: that's
4: just, you know, that's, that's, that's just Slavs being Slavs. Yeah. That's brutal, man. Fucking. Um. And they only gave a, they gave a
2: diminished responsibility, didn't they? Well, yeah, she's a woman. You can't expect her to be in command of the faculties.
1: Uh, do you know young ravens are, are as intelligent as adult apes, Hobbit? No.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen ravens doing some interesting. But some apes are really smart. I mean, like Coco the gorilla is smarter than a lot. It was of, the uh, one that did sign language? That
1: was a really intelligent gorilla,
2: wasn't it? Coco the gorilla. They estimated mm. her IQ was somewhere between seventy and ninety.
1: Yeah.
3: Which Listen, means her IQ I must mean, be higher
1: than that, higher though, than it? Because she mastered sign language. I mean, that's pretty complex, isn't it?
2: Well, they, that's why I say they, they, they did assess her IQ. It's being between seventy and ninety, and uh, the difficulty being is like well, you're you know you're trying to apply a human-centric test to another creature. Yeah, but the fact right. is, Coco the gorilla is smarter than a lot of blacks in America. So, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. I, okay, I'm going to get his name wrong again. Not Chris Langham, who got done up for, um, uh, you know, the thing. Yep. But the smartest man in the world, whose they name's Chris. He possibly lived
1: in a house in, Cl- in Catford.
2: Well, no, I don't think Chris has ever been to the UK. Um, no, you're
1: talking no, like Chris, Chris Langham again.
2: Chris Ingham, I think his name is. But anyway, he was saying, like, well, look, I mean, if we're extending, like, refugee status to these Africans, surely you should be extending refugee status to these gorillas because they're smarter than them. <laughs> and the gorillas are less violent than these blacks. And apparently a lot of people got upset with him then. I don't know, tell that to a to a French
1: lady that had her face ripped off by a chimp. I think she'd change it. I think, I think she'd beg to differ.
2: Well, yeah, but, you know, she probably had it coming because... Oh, uh, Hobbit, do you want to
1: do this one? Uh, Matter could be made up of energy fragments.
2: um, Can I do it in two minutes' time? Why? No. Because, uh, I'm sorry to say it, but uh, uh, something I'm bidding on ends in one minute and 57 seconds, (laughs) and I don't want to be sniped (laughs) because I've got a good deal on this, and I don't want to pay... So uh, uh, Let's
1: talk about the Mexicans then. Archaeologists in Mexico have unearthed new sections of terrifying structure made from human skulls. Thought to have been oh, built yeah. from the skulls of defeated warriors, the infamous structure which is sure to have struck fear into the hearts of anyone who saw it was famously referenced in the historical accounts of Spanish conquistadors during their 16th century conquest of Mexico.
2: So you you know um, what's it called uh, the, the with um, like the Mexicans today like they're quite happy like skinning people alive crucifying them setting them on fire and they say yeah. oh yeah that's what the drug cartels if the drugs did exists, exist that violence wouldn't be there it's like yeah you keep saying that but at the same time like you know the Aztecs were doing this stuff and there wasn't any methamphetamine back there for them to be trading yeah so yeah.
1: Have you seen they've got dust and soil from Asteroid Riguru? Ryugu? Ryugu.
2: Oh, Ryugu. oh yeah. Because there was that European Space Agency which landed on the, um, the asteroid. And oh, the
1: that was an incredible thing. the filthy fit. Japs that got it, Hobbit.
2: Oh, was there anybody to complain about the scientists having an objectionable shirt? No. Because that, that's more newsworthy than this credible technological feat?
1: Yeah. Same as people yep. who cure cancer, you know, you got you got to drive. Doesn't matter how many people they, they save, as long as they don't be mean to women.
2: Or if they said same disparaging about, well, I'm a biologist and I'm telling have you, You black ever, stars, ever heard of a they, bit of space
1: if, junk called the Black Knight?
2: Yes, yes, I have heard about the Black Knight. I do discuss it. Hang on, hang on. Have I just won? I just won it.
1: Hey, well done, Hobbit. It,
2: I got myself a new graphics card. Hey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Well done, bro. Got it for a reasonable price. It's less than 400 quid. Nice. Nice.
1: So, for years, some have speculated that this unusual piece of space junk is actually an extraterrestrial device. What do you think, Hobbit? You've seen the pictures of it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I, I mean, put it this way, if I was going to make a probe to go into... A solar system, and I didn't want it to be, you know, scrutinised by aliens. I would make it look as much like an asteroid as possible. No, it looks like space junk. Yeah, but it, it, you, you say that, but it at the same time, it looks a bit like
1: Mando's rocket pack, rocket pack, doesn't it? Um, you see the picture of it on the stream? I've got it on the stream. At
2: the oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you haven't put it on the stream yet. Uh, Chimps are significantly more violent than gorillas, yes. And also, I think it's more likely that we were descended from gibbons than chimps. But I think it's likely that Homo erectus, which we see alive and dead in sub-Saharan Africa, probably descended from chimps.
1: Uh, Right, so I'll put this in... I'll put the article in... uh, A doodling pad, so I don't
0: have it.
2: All right, this, this, let's have black, a look at this. There's the Black thing. Knight.
1: What do, you, what, do you, what do you think to the Black Knight? It kind of looks like a rocket pack.
2: Hang on. Maybe I just it, saw it, it, and it
0: then. Like... Yeah, you, you know
1: it's what? It,
0: but... It's an interesting object, whatever it is. Yeah. Hmm. Uh,
1: da Stories concerning the object have retrospectively, retrospectively dated as far back as the 19th century to a repeating extraterrestrial radio source heard during Nikola Tesla's, Tesla's radio experiments. I bet.
0: Yeah.
2: Now, I don't know much about the Black Knight, except it's definitely been there and it looks artificial. Um, because I'm looking at it now, I, I do apologize for saying if I was going to make a probe I'd make it look like a... It, I wouldn't say space junk, it, it looks a bit too... I mean, you say space junk, but I'm just thinking what part of a rocket or a satellite would that be?
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Top cat says Homo erectus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so in in more recent years how about this one then Hobbit in more recent years it's been suggested that the object photographed in 1998 was actually a thermal blanket used to shield top secret US spy satellites from detection during the Cold War
2: Ah, they would say that wouldn't they
1: so what's so did you want to do that other story now then Hobbit
2: what other story is this?
1: Matter could be made up of energy fragments.
2: Oh, yes, I do, I do. Is this being potential stories in 14 words? Uh, just, oh, no, no well, just
1: story. go to news. You're on, you're on Unexplained Mysteries, just go to news. It's on page one. Oh, yeah.
2: Unexplainedmysteries.com Women, Mary's briefcase, and names named Gideon. Larry M. Silverboy. Uh, matter could be made up of energy <laughs> fragments. Well, I mean, they, they talked about this ever since E equals MC squared, that matter is compressed energy. or oh. So anyway, Larry M. Silverberg, a professor <laughs> of mechanical and aerospace engineering at North Carolina State University, takes a look at exactly what it is that makes up the universe's matter. Matter is what makes up the universe, but what is matter? It doesn't matter. But what is mind? Never mind. Focus on the matter. The question has long been tricky for those who think about especially for the physicists. Does it matter? Reflecting, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it might over matter. Reflecting <laughs> recent trends in physics, my colleague Jeffrey Epstein. No, sorry. Jeffrey Eichen. Ep- Epstein. Uh,
1: you, you, if you say Epstein, you've got Epstein. you got to say it like uh, Corbyn uh, does. Epstein.
2: Jeffrey Eichen. And yeah. I have described an updated way to think about matter. We propose that matter is not made of particles or waves, as was long thought. Is it was this done fundamentally- at the
1: University of Tel Aviv, or is it just some sort of like
2: accident? North Carolina State <laughs> University, so you know Okay, yeah, well, it, well, it's all part same thing. It's all part of the Tel Aviv greater campus, so uh, yeah. yeah. Um uh, so fragments of energy, all right, so but would not a particle be like a part of energy, so So anyway, the ancient Greeks conceived of five building blocks of matter from bottom to top, earth, air, water, fire, and ether. Ether was the matter that filled the heavens and explained the rotation of the stars as observed from the earth vantage point. There were the first, most basic elements from which one could build up a world. Their conceptions of the physical elements did not change dramatically for nearly 2,000 years. Then about 300 years ago, Sir Isaac Newton introduced the idea that all matter exists as points called particles. Ooh. 150 years after that, James Clerk Maxwell introduced the electromagnetic wave, the underlying and often invisible form of magnetism, electricity and light. The particles served as the building block for mechanics and the wave for electromagnetism. And the public settled on the particle and the wave as the two building blocks of matter. Together, the particles and wave became the five building blocks of, oh, sorry, became the building blocks of all kinds of matter. This was a vast improvement in the ancient Greeks' five elements, but it was still flawed. In the famous series of experiments, known as the double-slit experiments, where the observer affects the outcome, it doesn't say it a bit, but it's like matter and energy responds to conscious observation, which should tell you something. Did they prove that, uh, did they? Yeah. Uh, so what am I looking at here? Uh, Hello, is that my voice? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Yes. Anyway, um, light sometimes acts like a particle, and other times acts like a wave. Oh, a oh uh, Nordic theory. is Nordic
4: is echoing. Ah, phone post i I'll yeah. even come back.
2: And while the math of waves and particles allows scientists to make incredibly accurate predictions about the universe, the rules break down at largest and tiniest scales. Einstein proposed a remedy in his theory of general relativity. Using the mathematical tools available to him at the time, Einstein was able to better explain certain physical phenomena and also resolve a long-withstanding paradox relating to inertia and gravity. All right. Um, What's the paradox about inertia and gravity? But instead of... Why don't I put... Long standing paradox relating to inertia and gravity, and then I'll see something comes up. I don't
1: afterwards. think you need to put long standing paradox, just paradox will do, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, probably, probably. But anyway, but instead of improving on oh, particles, shit, you've seen waves, this
1: one? I don't know how we missed this one. It's release of 750 uh-huh. million GM mosquitoes gets approval.
2: Oh, Bill Gates is releasing his genetically modified um, deaf something. Yeah,
1: deaf skaters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: they kill anything that they, they kill anything that's not Bill Gates. Yeah,
2: the—the yeah. the plan is is like, well, if we release these infertile mosquitoes, other mosquitoes will try to breed with them, and they won't be able to. And then they'll all hmm. go infertile. It's like, all right, but how do you breed them if they're infertile? Oh, we just make them in the lab. <laughs> how? Oh, you, you don't need to know. How? Yeah, bits you of know. glue, bits of you glue, and sticky back plastic. That.
1: Well, well you see you see result. bill gates has got it right because if he kills everyone on earth and he gets all the money that's on earth then he's won life yeah yeah that's how you win life you have to have all the money he who leaves
2: yeah. he who, who dies with the most amount of pokemon um pog cards wins right <laughs> yeah um so anyway um apparently uh but instead of improving on particle and waves, he eliminated them as he proposed the warping of space and time. You understand this a bit. It, it sounds like a lot of bullshit if you ask me. But anyway, I'm going to yeah. keep reading it. It might say something valuable. <laughs> Using new mathematical tools, my colleagues and I demonstrated a new theory that may accurately describe the universe. Instead of basing the theory on the warping of space and time, we consider that it could be a building block that's more fundamental on the particle and wave. Scientists understand that particles, and, well, they tried to do that in the 60s with quark theory. Scientists understand that particles and waves are existential opposites. A particle is a source of matter and exists at a single point. And waves exist everywhere except at the points that create them. My colleague and I thought it made logical sense for there to be an underlying connection between them. Well, yeah, okay, assuming that the underlying theory is correct um a theory begins with you idea that energy always flows through regions of space and time think of energy as made up of lines that fill up a region of space and time flowing into and out of that region never beginning never ending never crossing one another Right. What? working from the idea uh, so the idea is that he's he's describing like um loops which constantly are in motion and never stop and we it sounds like observed, he's describing ley lines well, yeah, late lines would be on the macro scale, but in the sort of small scales he's talking about, like with atoms and even galaxies, and the, we've always got like uh, electrons orbiting around the nucleus, and likewise with stars and solar systems and galaxies, it's all spinning around one another. And I thought that was very interesting when I was sixteen years old. Is like, why is it everything in the universe seems to orbit around one another and spin around us? Uh, what? why is there all this spin? Um, so he's he's saying lines that fill up a region of space and time flowing into a region of again, blah blah blah. Working for the idea of a universe of flowing energy lines, we looked for a single building block for the flowing energy. We could find and def- if we can find and define such a thing, we hoped we could use it to accurately make predictions about the universe at the largest and tiniest scales. There are many building blocks to choose from mathematically, but we sought one that had the features both particle and wave. Concentrate like particle, but I spread out of space. Blah blah blah. Do we get anything useful from this? Because no.
1: it's maths you know, isn't it? It's just like fucking it's advanced algebra, isn't it? it?
2: Well, no, it, it, it's advanced bullshit, is what it is. Yeah. And look, I mean, sometimes the advanced bullshit leads to very interesting things, like the Mandelbrot set, which is something. Um, put it this way the Mandelbrot set wouldn't exist without an imaginary number and the imaginary number doesn't exist but if you put it into a computer and say well times this imaginary number by one or by 0.6 and just keep doing that over and over again you get this self-repeating pattern called the Mandelbrot set which as far as we know just goes on and on without ever repeating itself yeah um so that's really interesting, because that gives us a glimpse of something that's always existed in the universe, but until we had computers, we weren't able to draw it. But this, for the moment, it's too abstract. It's, you know, maybe in 40 years' time that, that we'll actually get something useful from is Oh, yeah, we, we're just going to call it fragments from now on. We're not calling it particles or waves. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. And oh. are we all done. Well, I was going to say, Cambridge is is ranked one of the UK's worst, and that's, that's what it is. Cambridge ranked one of the UK's worst universities for free speech, days after institution pledged to tolerate all views. Well, as long as those views coincide with the faculty staff, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. I mean, can, can we dispense the idea that we have free speech? Do you think the Russians were under any illusion they had free speech? Yeah, you
1: can say what you like, as long as you don't upset Stalin. Well, yeah.
2: I mean, there's some, like, say you're in the 1980s in in Russia, and like, wait, did you really believe? I mean, they ah, had. I, samiz- want, I want American blue jean. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had the thing back then called Samizdat, where they were like, you know, illicitly publishing information and spreading it to one another. And so I don't know.
4: Well, the difference is they don't live under the illusion of freedom, we do. They don't stand under. Yeah, 2023 um, is everything.
2: They, <laughs> don't, they reject the Admiralty Law. Yeah, I might, free, I might be Freedom
4: detained. is only free for those that fight yeah. for
2: it. I am not driving, I am travelling on the land. Yes. I am a freeman on the land. Yes. <laughs>
3: the
2: land. That's your mate, isn't it? oh yeah he's a, he's a good friend of mine is that Fremen on the sand
3: yeah
2: yeah. yeah he, he's read a bit about the Freeman on the lounge movement thinks it's a load of bollocks are we done yeah. are we done I think we're done um, it's your show mate you say when we're done yeah, yeah I'm done.
1: Me. I think we've run out of steam I've definitely <laughs> run out of steam No. <laughs> stay right, spooky <laughs>